welcome to episode two of Yes And, um, the podcast where we talk about all things, I guess, different. Big and small. Big and, big and small. <laughs> things that are in the news, but, you know, we, we wanted to have a bit of a yak about it, talk about some of the, kind of like the big picture stuff and, yeah. you know, yeah. Something like that. That was, yeah. a, ter- that was a terrible Cut intro. To chase. <laughs> uh, I'm going to record a different intro for this. Okay? <laughs> really freaking awful. <laughs> so who are we? Uh, so my name's Scott. Uh, I by day I'm a management consultant, but uh, for me I'm, I'm really sort of interested and passionate about uh, all things to do with, I guess, sort of sociology, the community, how systems work together. You know, sort of how nations work or how countries work and, um, yeah, how people like to interact with each other. What are you by night? By night? <laughs> I am... Um... Contemplate his navel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the hero that people don't want or deserve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, with me we've got Brett. Yes, hello everybody. Um, I'm into anything to do with the brain, neuroscience, or education, combining the both, looking at both. So that's me, I guess. Yeah, mm. Simply put. Mm. He's a bit of a brainiac. I'm also very tall. My he doctor is. told me to watch my height. You're not that tall. Trying to. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Adrian. Hey, I've been uh, trying to figure out what I'm what I'm into. Um, not a whole lot, but uh, I do enjoy. Um, coming up with hilarious puns when I run out of things to say, like right like, now, like right now, <laughs> you know, clearly coming up with hilarious material here. <laughs> Got you back, buddy. <laughs> Get out. Ah, <laughs> oh, so um, how's the how's the week been for you guys? How's the fortnight been? Anything uh, particularly yeah. interesting happen? Well, I think a, a big thing for me has been trying out this new nutrition thing oxygenics basically two thirds of my meals have been substituted with shakes and nutrition tablets and supplements Mm. and whatnot. Mm. and these guys went to dinner tonight and I had to watch them eating lovely food and I didn't get any chips chips burgers chocolate but I'm sure the the ISO <laughs> Nutrigenics will, will be, do wonders for your yeah. Yeah, yeah, movements. Well, well, actually, to be honest, it's actually pretty damn good. Like, I'm, I'm feeling really good at the moment, so we'll see how I go. I well, won't be dead in a week's time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we worked out this morning that it either smells great or we're both having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. And how about you, Adrian? You what am I having up to? Yeah. Not, not, not much. I've been uh, practicing my golf swing, mm-hmm. trying to get into it a bit more. Slowly getting more and more people involved in it as I progress into the old age of 28. Yeah. <laughs> getting ready for retirement. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> I just need some money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, for me, and uh, this is the very um, obvious, like non-setup <laughs> segue into tonight's topic, um, I just caught an Uber ride over here from work. Mm. Mm. It'd be good. It'd be good. So, and uh, that happens to be the subject of tonight's topic, which mm. is all about Uber. And uh, if you haven't sort of been following the news, well, Uber is a what they call a ride sharing um, app. It's actually just a mobile app. Mm. And what it does is that can, it connects people who want rides from play, somewhere to somewhere, so from my workplace to your place here, mm-hmm. with drivers who have 
also have this app and they can take fares essentially. So it's, look, it's basically a taxi service. Yeah. But instead of the taxi organization like owning the cars, private people own the cars. Yeah. So it's kind of like, hey, I want to give you a lift, but do you want to give me some money for it? Yeah. That kind of stuff. So, so yeah, so I, I took the, uh, the Uber right over here. Um, yeah. you, you guys ever used Uber before? No, never used No, it. I haven't. Yeah. Heard about I it. But I don't really use taxis either, so. Oh, no, fair enough. These, uh, these grads came down from uh, Sydney, um, grads at my work, and they, um, they, as soon as they got here, they were saying, yeah, we're using Uber for everything. It's, it's, yeah. Maybe it's a bigger thing over in Sydney, I don't know, but oh. I, I don't use it here. Yeah. Okay, okay. When, when you showed us the app on your phone when you got here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually quite amazed at how many yeah. Uber cars are just around this yeah. area. Yeah, me too. It has, it has absolutely sort of taken off mm. around the world. Um, so to, to give our listeners a bit of a, a rundown on mm. how it works, basically you got an app, you put in some information, you got to link it to your PayPal or your credit card information, okay? Mm-hmm. So, and then you basically say, I am here, I'm in the city, I need a lift somewhere. Mm-hmm. You put in point A to point B, it gives you a rough fare estimate mm. on how much that'll be. And then you click request. And there's two options. There's Uber X or there's Uber Black. And Uber X is kind of like your everyday cars, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. Uber Black is meant to be luxury mm. stuff. Mm. So, okay. I don't know, Mercedes, Aston Martin. Although, if you've got an Aston Martin, why are, why you, would you, why? <laughs> why are you driving people around? Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so that's the basic gist. And now... Then what happens is that, and so I, I was standing outside on Exhibition Street and I, I sort of said, I want an Uber. Within about 10 seconds, I got a notification saying, a car has re- accepted your request and it's on its way. Mm. Up pops a little icon of exactly where the car is. Yeah. I see it do a U-turn down the street and then just come up to where I am, yeah. do a U-turn and now it's in front of me. It gives me the guy's name, gives me his photo, his sort of user rating, yeah. uh, his car register, and the type of car it is. I can choose to cancel if I wanted to at this time. Uh, so I guess no harm done, I guess. Mm. But uh, yeah, anyway, so he, he, go, he picks me up. Did you have to put your photo into Uber? I did. Okay, so I he did. can actually say, this guy is super creepy. I'm not going to pick him up on the that's corner. That's right. Uh, so uh, I yeah. should not use this app, hey, is well, what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right, because you have no face. <laughs> so... <laughs> and, 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 I'll, and I'll get to that in just a sec. So anyway, so I jump into this guy car, this guy's car. We would shout. He drives me over here, and then when we get here, he simply taps his phone, and says the fair, the ride's over. And I'm like, yay! And he, <laughs> he gives me Kiss a rating. <laughs> he gives me a rating, and then he sends me how much it costs. I click submit. I give him a rating, and then that's it. No money exchanges hands. It's all through PayPal, credit card, or whatever it oh, is. Mm. And that's it. You're on your way. Apparently, mm, you one know? night stands work that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go down to St Kilda. You're onto something. <laughs> so the that's thing Uber is, triple X. <laughs> <laughs> well, could you imagine that? Yeah. I just came out, and I'm going to give this girl a rating. Well, that's terrible. Yeah. That's, she gets to rate you back. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you pronounce that correctly. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay, okay. So going, going back into it. So I had a chat to this guy, and I'm just like, so what, do you just take anybody? He says, no, no, no. 
a lot of them, they actually have their own internal kind of a checking system. So they say that, for example, he, this guy just would not pick up anyone that had less than three stars as yeah. a rating. So like I said, they get to rate you as mm-hmm. a passenger and mm-hmm. you get to rate them as a driver. So you can always choose to decline mm-hmm. who picks up and, mm-hmm. and who takes you there. Yep. All right. and, and vice versa, they can do the same. So what they've done is they created user ratings as a real form of trust system. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's essentially what Uber is. Uh, a lot of people have said that it's, it's great, you know, it's very convenient, it's, um, it's, it's, doing, it's better than the taxi service because yeah, it's more technologically advanced or whatever, or whatever it might well, it's be. It's convenient, right? It's convenient. You on your phone as an app like that. It's yeah, yeah. Hmm. So, but the thing is, right, Uber has also been getting a lot of criticism yeah. as well. And primarily it's around the idea of regulation. Okay, so mm. why it's creating a lot of problems, especially here in Australia, is that the taxi services is a regulated industry. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I don't know if you guys, if uh, you guys or our listeners know what that exactly that means. It means that for you to run a taxi, you have to get yourself a license. There are rules and regulations around exactly how a taxi needs to look. Yeah. Around how, for example, up to date the cars are. There's rules and regulations around. The, I mean, these days taxi drivers will have this protective sheet yep. around them so yep. that they can't be attacked. Yep. Uh, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. About um, if they travel so far, it will be it will cost this much. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is essentially written down and, yep. and regulated, mm. and Uber isn't okay because for them they say that they're just the mobile app they're yep. not a taxi service yep. they've created what they call the uh the environment tool for communication yeah, yeah. exactly it. exactly yeah. It. yeah so who, who regulates their costs who sets their cost standards so the way it works is that uber's company mm. they set the algorithm yeah. for how far you know a, a kilometer goes they yeah. don't they don't tell anybody yeah or at least i don't think that i, I didn't i didn't see it but, so that's a little bit sort of hidden information. Yeah. And they also have an algorithm that is based on demand. Mm-hmm. And this is where you get some really interesting sort of scenarios that are coming up, which is, um, for example, uh, they, they, they say it's all market-driven, right? So if lots of people are wanting Uber cars and there's no Uber cars around, then every ride will just become more expensive. Mm-hmm. Whoever wants to pay the most will get the car. Yep. That's essentially how it works, yep. right? Where this creates a problem, because that sounds nice, where this created a problem was um, a few months ago, we had the Sydney siege, right? And people obviously, understandably, wanted to get away from that area. So someone called up Uber, Mm. and they got charged 250 bucks, which is leaving the city, right? When a taxi out of there would have cost them 50 bucks or 60 bucks, whatever it might be, right? right? There was a, a New Year's Eve down in Melbourne. There was a girl who made a complaint because... Leaving from the city to North Fitzroy, which is about 10 minutes away, she got slugged $200. Yeah. Right. Because there were so many people right, who wanted an Uber ride. And so it's all uh, market-driven. Right? Yeah, right. That's a, there's apparently there's supporting apps that then estimate that for you. Yeah. But it's not clear. But she would have known that that would be in the cost before she did it, right? Well, is that the thing? Maybe she didn't. Exactly. Yeah. So she didn't. So she. Um, so there was a, a, an element of trust there. And, so I, and I don't know the complete ins and outs, but I think maybe the app gives you an estimation. There yeah. might be a supporting app that someone else has developed that yeah. gives you a more approximate sort of mm. cost. Mm. But even then, it's, a, it's not regulated. Yeah. So could you imagine that you are urgently needing to go somewhere, like you're, you know, you're, your sibling or your spouse is, is in hospital, hospital yeah. Yeah. and you need to get there, and then bang, mm. 300 bucks. Mm. 
Mm. And you can't control that. Yeah, and there's, so you're saying there's no control for either user to turn around and say, you know what, let's discuss between us. It's not worth $200. Let's. No, that's right, because yeah. there is no cash in it. Before you get on, you have to have your PayPal and credit card you know, attached to it, mm. you know. And so that's where some of the this problems are starting to come in, but not just that. So, okay, so to answer your question, who's actually looking after regulating that themselves? Mm. Well, Uber said they do. Yeah. So now you've got a situation, though, where you've got a the private company. They, yeah. They're the ones that regulate. regulate they themselves. say they will do, they will check the criminal histories of people mm-hmm. and then make sure that they're licensed. Yeah. Right? Actually, no, they don't even make sure they're licensed. They just check that they, that they, have a, they don't have a criminal history. Yeah. So this, here it comes one of the big issues, which is in Australia at the moment, Uber doesn't check if the car is registered. Yeah. They yeah. don't check if the li- if the driver is licensed. Yeah. They don't check any of that. As long as he's not a criminal, mm. he, and as long as he's got a pulse, <laughs> this person can drive. Mm. Um, and, and that's kind of where the regulation component of, and this is where there's a bit of a gap between the service that's provided and, you know, the yeah. the rules that are in place to essentially trying to make people safe. Yeah. I mean, what do you guys what do you guys think? So I sort of described Uber. Mm. What's your sort of reaction to it? Is it something that you think you'd use? Um, I don't know that I would. I mean, I don't have any need for it, given the location of where we are and, and where I work and everything. I don't really use it and I have my own car. Mm. But um, I think as an alternative to taxis, it would really depend on this this cost um, for me. Mm. If uh, if the cost is um, works out to be cheaper over certain distances then, you know, this sounds like a great app to be able to go, um, cool, I'll just get someone um, who's nearby to take me there and it's going to cost me, you know, half the price of a taxi. Great, let's do that. But, you know, the way you're explaining it with uh, these excessive costs during peak times, um, I mean, it doesn't really... It's not a draw card for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, and, and, you know, I don't see why you wouldn't just take a taxi in, in peak times or, you know, um, if it's... Would just sleep on the couch here because we got space, but <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I I don't know that I would use it to be honest. Um, I don't know about you, fifty. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I'm probably in the same boat, just yeah. because we you know live so close to the city. Everything yeah. we need is around us and everything. But um, <clears throat> I have no issues with having a service that sort of basically expands the taxi service it currently is. Mm. I think that you know creating demand, fine, sure, that's all good. Yeah. Um, I also think it's quite similar to something that, like, say, for example, when we were at uni at Monash, they had this carpooling service, and they were trying to encourage carpooling, mm. and there was an kind of an online yeah. portal where you try and hook up with people that live in your area or whatever like that, yeah. but there was nothing on the phone. Yeah. This is just an, an improved, extended version of that, yeah. yet it's not yeah. run by the, the university itself. It's run by, like, a much, glo- you know, yeah. globally or whatever. Yeah. So I think that that's, like, a, ne- a logical next step in terms of technologies, in terms mm. of service. Mm. But the regulation side of things, I, I see that it's problematic, but at the same time, I'm really interested in the fact that it's coming from a point of not being regulated prior, and it's, it's, it has different, impa- uh, different influences on the creation of rules and regulations for that service as, as opposed to taxis. Mm. Yeah. Taxis started out where there was a system where we didn't have mobile phones to be able to rate people or anything like that. You can't rate the taxi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You can call to complain, but yeah. you have to get there, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's not automated, automated. So all of the rules and regulations and protections for the drivers and everything has come yeah. about because of what happened in the past, technologies in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas Uber's coming in now, and all of a sudden, 
they're creating a similar service, mm-hmm. but the rules and regulations are happening differently because the way that it's going to be um, utilized, utilized, and, and also like rated or um, yeah, yeah, uh, rated, whatever, yeah. Um, is is much different. To yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's although the service is the same as a taxi, essentially, mm. it's kind of. It could it could be very different in the way that it works. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I also I like the idea of it. I think it's a, a, a decent concept. Um, but yeah, there's definitely improvements that need to be made. Like um, like you were touching on before, I think the the app itself needs to have the ability to give you an upfront estimate as to what it's probably going to cost based on the distance. Yeah. It's not impossible for it to do. Yeah. Um, and then also, um, I guess, what are the costs that Uber are taking out? Uh, are they taking any cost? Like, are they charging? Yeah, they are. They, it's it's about twenty percent okay. is what they take. Yeah. So they've got they. I mean, they're set. They they've been they're valued at like forty three billion dollars mm. at the moment because their business model is so inherent. You know. Mm. Mm. I mean, this is this is such a an interesting case of um, kind of kind of like your three dimensions of sort of uh, a society where you've got um, the consumers, which is us, the people. Yeah. Right. You've got businesses, which in this particular situation is the drivers. Mm-hmm. So now the way it works is that, you know, we want to go somewhere, the free markets, I think we want to go somewhere. Someone wants to drive us somewhere yep. and in between. There's a free flowing exchange of cash and yep. whatnot. Right. But what makes this system work is, as you said, Brett, it's trust. Mm-hmm. It's the trust of, uh, if I get into this taxi, am I going to be mugged? And is, mm-hmm. is this car safe? Is yeah. it licensed? Yep. And um, and similarly for the taxi drivers, it's, it's a case of, well, am I, is this, you know, is the passenger going to attack them? Right? Mm. And so then you have the government who comes and says, right, mm. all right, guys, we're going to put some rules around this too. Well, I mean, the, the driving reasons is, is fair enough, right? Yeah. Okay, they want to protect people. They mm. want to make sure that it is yeah. fair, that yeah. people don't get ripped off, yeah. right? And so this is such an interesting case where, you know, Uber has built into themselves this a trust system, which is the user ratings. Where, mm-hmm. like you said, Fish, mm-hmm. before in taxis, you wouldn't be able to rate anyone. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But now you can actually have have this transparency. There's actually quite a lot of transparency in how I guess this system works. What's not transparent, though, and this is where some of that challenge comes into it, is that it is a private organisation. Yeah. Right. So we don't know what the algorithms are unless they publish it. Yep. You, can, you might be able to work out some of it. Yep. Um, there was a case in... Uh, sorry, the other thing I was going to say is that um, these guys, their primary motivation is still going to be profits. Mm. Okay? So whereas the primary motivation for, say, a regulator is safety. Mm. And that's a very important difference because yeah. for safety, if, it's, if you're regulating for safety, then you'll do everything you can to make sure that there is very minimal outliers. Yeah. Whereas a private organization might let something happen first and then react to it yeah. because it's not worth it. Yeah. You know? And the most famous example <clears throat> of this would be um, the, the Ford Pintos, I think, in the US, mm. where the company decided that it was cheaper to pay out people's insurance claims yeah. after they died due to an accident <laughs> in their car rather than recall the actual car. Yeah, right. So that's an example of like yeah, a yeah, private... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that, that, you know, it's obviously based on the moral standards of the company. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, I think um, with, the, with the whole regulation of that, um, 
know where I was going with this. Well, <laughs> I, I had an idea, but it's gone now. Yeah. Well, for me, what, the, are you, what are you even doing on this? Uh, I was kind of, I was kind of watching cars outside and <laughs> wondering what you guys were yeah. doing in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, for me, um, oh no, no, I'm lost myself. Mm. Um, no, 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 <laughs> worst co-hosts. <laughs> no, let's go to like, our listeners. <laughs> So you're talking about the fact that it's built on this, you know, this, this idea of trust and everything. And I remember reading in an article about Uber that you can't stop it or, or try to kind of regulate it at, the, at this point because it's so popular at the moment. Mm. And the trouble is that that popularity is based on the fact that at the moment it's working. Yeah. At the moment, we haven't heard any stories of people getting... Are, are there any bad stories? Yeah, there was a um, actually a fairly publicised one in India, of all places, mm-hmm. where um, a driver who was a convicted rapist mm-hmm. got given an Uber license. Right. And what does he do? He goes and rapes his first passenger. Yeah, right. 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 Um, and they're like, well, why did you even let this guy, yep. you know, be in? And of course, Uber then trots out a, you know, oh, you know, we we do our utmost diligence to blah 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 blah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So. This reminds me of um, another online company, essentially, which is Airbnb, mm. right? And so they had issues initially because, I mean, it was very, very popular, obviously, but then they had people who were giving off too many details, you know, like private details of where they live and contact details, their, their phone numbers and their emails and so forth. And so they had problems with people coming in and mugging the place. Oh, right? And so they, as a service, as a company, they were all of a sudden facing, holy shit, we're going to go down mm. because our popularity is going to go if, our, if, if we can't offer a safe service. Mm. So those sorts of influences are going to obviously be an impact on Uber as well. So Uber can kind of say, well, hey, we're just providing something online here. We're not really... Like responsible, mm. but if people feel they're unsafe, then they're not going to use it, and mm. so Uber's going to have to change their tone mm. a little bit, right? Mm. So that's really, in my mind, the only way that Uber's ever going to change their regulation. If they if they're kind of open and free at the moment, and they don't have much regulation apart from just whether someone's got a criminal record, yeah. it'll take problems and issues to crop up for them to kind of go, okay, well, if that's going to impact us negatively on our um, popularity, then we're going to have to do something about it. But if yeah. not, we don't care. Yeah. Whether it's morally wrong or right, they'll just probably do it based on profits and popularity. Yeah. Whereas the government is coming in because they have a moral obligation to kind of say, well, we need to protect our citizens. Mm. So they are obviously of the message, we, know, we want you to be regulated. We want you to learn from previous mistakes that we know have happened in the past with taxis. Yeah. And so we want you to just do, to just follow suit, basically, yeah. for a protective set. But, but the funny thing, though, is that the arguments, the counter-arguments against all that sort of stuff is that even now you still see, you know, taxi drivers yeah. assaulting passengers. Yeah. You'll see passengers, of course, assaulting taxi yeah. drivers as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are all sorts of rules and regulations in place, you know, yeah. Yeah. to protect that, and yet it still happens. So yeah. in this case, the argument is, well, who cares mm-hmm. if it is regulated? Cause it's still going to happen. Yeah. At least this way, you've got transparency. Yeah. Sure, someone's going to mug someone, mm-hmm. like in a taxi, mm-hmm. but that person's going to get zero out of five stars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they, I mean, if it was Uber, you could say, well, you know, let's red flag that so that yeah. no one will ever give that person a ride anymore. Yeah. You know? yeah. And that becomes an interesting thing to say because like, well, you yeah, actually, let's go on. No, you just, you've just tweaked my imagination here a little yeah. bit and a new question popped into my mind, which is what if someone steals someone else's phone, they've got their Uber account, they could go for a trip 
to wherever. But their photos on the Vivo account and their personal details. I mean, it, yeah, but it wouldn't exactly tie up. Well, not, so what, not, what do you mean? Do you, like a passenger saying, will steal? A passenger, no, just say, for example, we're looking at a rating of a passenger, right? The passenger's been rated, they've got a good rating, fine. Mm. They get their phone stolen. Mm. All of a sudden, it's in the hands of someone who doesn't have a good rating or mm. probably doesn't even have an account. Mm. They realize that on the phone, they've got the app for Uber, they go, oh, I want to go to my mate's place or they want to go to Sydney or <laughs> wherever it might be and all of a sudden, they get a huge bill because their, their phone got stolen because mm. that's the, obviously the, the payment method yeah. for Uber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a it's an added risk for people who have Uber accounts. Yeah, if absolutely. If they lose their phone, it's, it's does Uber have a login or something like that where you can? Uh, I think the first couple of times I logged in, they asked for a text message code, so you couldn't just log into someone else's account. On let's say you had you've got your phone, I've got my phone. You log into my account on your phone. Oh. You would then have to actually type in a text message code that's sent to me. So oh, specifically, okay, okay. you need to have yeah, my phone itself. But I mean, the, and I hear that example, mm. right? However, it's at the same time, it's a case of, well, that's a, that'll be a bit of a corner case, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah. what's the difference between I steal your credit card and I just take a taxi to Sydney? Yeah, 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 true, true. You know, it's, yeah. Just, it's the same sort of thing. At least on Uber, there's like, you know, photos and stuff. Mm. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and, and the other side of the coin is like... Um, to what extent do you does the, do the rules get just really, really arbitrary and weird because you're trying to protect against the outliers? Yeah. You know? So the, the greatest sort of scale kind of question is, well, if, it, if you spend a million dollars, you can save a million people. That's fantastic. You know? mm-hmm. If you spend a million dollars and you're saving 10 people, well, it's starting to get expensive. If you spend mm-hmm. $10 million and you save one person... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it is, does it become worthwhile, you know? Mm, yeah. And also, do you also stop people from, like, people always want things to be cheaper and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. And so, if people want it, then why slow it down? Yeah, yeah. As well. Yeah. You know, it's like, I mean, it's fair enough to hear. Yeah. So, there, there's, a, there's a really interesting article that um, we saw that I found is called uh, The World Will Only Get Weirder. Uh, for our listeners, we'll, we'll put this up in the podcast um, page somewhere, but it's by uh, Steve Coast, I think. Um, and he, in this, he talks about essentially, well, the rules getting weirder and weirder. And there's a, there's a great example that he gave of sort of when you continue to introduce rules and rules. And, and just let me read this quickly, saying, so the Lincoln Memorial stonework in, presuming that's Washington, D.C. somewhere, mm-hmm. right? It was being damaged. Why? Because cleaning spray was eroding it, right, yeah. to clean it up. But why was the cleaning spray eroding it? Because it was used to clean bird poo, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that was a problem. So then they tried killing the birds. That didn't work. Why? Mm-hmm. There's always going to be birds. So why are the birds there? Well, to eat insects. All right, well, let's kill the insects. And that, that didn't work either. So why were the insects there? Well, because the lights are on after dark. So let's just turn the lights off. That works, right? So this is a, a fantastic example that is used to say, like, the more and more layers you add to it, the more rules, the problem doesn't, you know, it doesn't always work. And the problem is still probably going to be there. And then if you keep going down that path, at some point you're missing the point completely of yeah, what you're trying yeah, to do, yeah. you know, which is preserve so, this. So fact. you're trying to patch up the problem with a rule but you're not getting to the core of the problem itself. Well, it's, it's, it's something like that. You know, there, there's sort of broad rules that you apply. So um, he, th- this, this guy, he also talks about um, the flight. So very recently, there was, there was a tragic story of um, the German wings flight that went down, right? Mm. And the rule was there, there had to be one 
person on the inside of the cockpit at all times, and the door had to be locked on the outside, right? The, from, to, uh, that's to prevent terrorists from getting in. Yeah. So when the main pilot went out and the co-pilot, who was in a depressed state, was in there, he chose not to let the other guy in. All right, so now what's the next rule? Uh, well, do we then have to put two people in there? Because I'm pretty sure Australia's just introduced that. All right, so what's going to happen in the future when a air stewardess gets in there and then decides that she wants to do something bad and, or he or she wants to do something bad and they take out the co-pilot and now the third person can't get in? Then, then what mm-hmm. then? Do you then have a rule that you have to have three people in the cockpit? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's an interesting thing where you kind of get further yeah, 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 and further yeah. and further. And as you often find that these cases are often can be quite reactive, you know? Yeah. Now this has happened, let's introduce a rule. Mm. Of two passengers, uh, two pilots being in, and at some point, those kinds of things become quite expensive to do. Yeah, it's 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 difficult because it's a technical problem, a technical answer or solution to yeah. a social problem. Yeah, because like like I wonder how many people asked why was he depressed in the first place. Yeah, you know, and try and look at that. Like, well, if we can lift depression somehow, then we wouldn't really need to come up with new rules and regulations about flight because the flights seem to be working apart from that. Yeah. Well, but the, but the first few rules were really important. So I think, um, again, he talks about some of these examples. Like they introduced rules to say that the plane doors, airplane doors, can only open outwards. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Because the first few crashes, because the, the, the pressurization caused the doors to implode and it killed everyone. Mm-hmm. So there were a lot of deaths in the early stages yeah. of flight yeah. until they put all these rules in to make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah. But now, of course, with mm. the diminishing returns. Mm. And I think the same thing's happening here is that with something like Uber, mm. right, you, um, you can maybe put in some high-level rules yeah. and, they, and then you just sort of adapt to it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I like the example that you spoke of because that's an example of getting down to the root cause of things, yeah, um, yeah. which we've used. And yeah, but yeah, I, I get the point. Is that um, you, you're trying to highlight um, at what point is it a diminishing return? Is it are we can we are we still being proactive or are we just going too far and, and wasting our time with all these rules? And I was wondering with with the rules and regulations that the government want to put in. Um, I think I've, I've made this argument before, but is it also an argument to protect the the business of of, the, of taxis and that sort of yeah. thing? Um, you know, is, they is, want to make it fair. Yeah, is it is it fair? Um, yeah, and I think at this point, you know, Uber's still the the little guy, so yes, it is um, yeah. to leave them be, not to necessarily regulate them, but if they do, if if this sort of concept gets bigger and bigger. Um, ah, well, now but the thing is, now you're getting into market protection, which, yeah. uh, which is a great topic for another podcast. But <laughs> the idea is saying, to what extent does the government need to protect any industry? Yeah. Right? Because, well, if Uber turns out to be a better version of it, then yep. great. I mean, yep. if, they, yep. if they wanted to protect bricks and mortar, then we'd never get, like, internet stores. Mm-hmm. Is that necessarily a good thing? Well, mm-hmm. maybe not. That's yeah, just yeah, how yeah. we're continuing to, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Continuing mm-hmm. to adapt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? yep. 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 Yeah. So, so it's really interesting in that sort of a, a, a regard. And, and if you extend rules further, and again, this will be another great topic for a different podcast, but you then look at um, financial bodies. And now, Adrian, you work in a... In a, in a corporation. In a corporation. <laughs> banking corporation. I was going to say, yeah. Bank, so I think I said which one it was banking. last time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, investment banking corporation. I am, yeah. yeah. So you, sometimes you need to have these rules to protect people financially because yeah. what's to stop a bank from just blatantly ripping people off? Yeah. Mm. And, and you don't know. Some of these, sometimes it's these kinds of things are... And this is more now becoming an argument, again, for, let's say, regulations, that sometimes there are things you don't just don't 
realise and you don't yeah. think about. Yeah. Yeah. And having regulations in place helps you with those items. Because, yeah. I mean, I know nothing about cars, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, I, I'm just not that interested in them. Mm-hmm. So if a system was there that enforced that cars need to be safe, then, hey, actually, broadly speaking, that's probably pretty good because I'm not going to go and do that research. And that's why mm-hmm. having regulation is a bit like the user reviews. It builds trust mm-hmm. in a different way because I know that someone somewhere has thought about something that yeah. is probably important to me, but mm-hmm. I didn't know. Yeah. And you can think of the flip side. A car crashes, an Uber car crashes because it was never serviced, never maintained. Mm-hmm. Then what? People were saying, well, should have checked that out. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. We should have had some rules in there to protect this. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're at that critical point now, aren't we? Where we could put in regulations before anything happens, or we could wait to see what happens and then introduce the rules accordingly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you, you could do that, but then you then have this argument of saying, well, the most unregulated, unregulated places are where you get the best ideas that come out, yeah. right? Yeah. And there was a, and the internet's a great example of that, mm. like apps and everything. There's just yeah. so many things that come out as a result of that. Um, the one final item to touch on is to, is actually to talk about, um, this is a different example. It doesn't resolve anything. So <laughs> sorry for our listeners who are seeking closure or anything here. <laughs> That's not what this podcast is about. Uh, <laughs> we only raise questions. We only raise questions. <laughs> we are kind of useless. <laughs> um, but uh, reg- there was a case of a house, uh, a home nurse who helped a mum who wanted a home birthing. But this person was completely unregulated, completely Mm -hmm. unlicensed. She Mm -hmm. actually, I think she even advertised the fact that she had handed back her license to go back to the natural way of things. Mm -hmm. Long story short, the birth went awry and the mum and I think the baby both died. Mm -hmm. And no one can do anything because it was essentially outside the system. Right. The per- if the, the nurse was regulated, then yep. they could have imposed um, fines or penalties or whatever on this person. Yep. But because it's not, then it becomes real gross yeah. area. Was it the mum's choice to do this? It was. It was. But she got to a point where she, I think the article went that she, um, she's like, something's wrong. I really need the, the hospital or something like that. Mm. I need an ambulance. And I don't know, something didn't quite go right there. And so she, she bled out as a result of that. Mm-hmm. And so there's an interesting thing where, uh, let's say, again, you're in Uber hmm. and you have a car crash. Who's liable? If, if they hit you in their car, then do they have enough insurance? And, mm. you know, because they're, they're outside the system, right? Because mm. you, if you've used their vehicle, then you haven't, you've essentially abided by any, a rule that's outside the, the law, so to speak, because yeah. there's no regulations around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think if that's made clear to the people using this service, um, then that's the risk that they, they have to opt in to take. If you're mm-hmm. willing to take that risk, you can use the service, and that's yeah. all part of the, the trust of it, I guess. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't see why that necessarily needs to be regulated at this stage unless it becomes a, a major thing that Uber cars are crashing everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, sure, but then, uh, but then the same argument said for smoking. Yeah. You, you should know that it's bad for you, but... Does it do? Does everybody? You know, does it, and that's where sometimes you get a lot of regulation around. You know, well, plain packaged cigarettes or whatever it might be, because it's, it's to do with that. Mm. It's mm. a it's a broader preventative item. But I mean, we're talking about car trips here. It's not quite the same thing, is it? Yeah. Mm. It also reminds me of uh, 
being or the issue of when I was in Thailand, um, coming down from Kaolak to to Phuket, mm. right? Now I was with Amarin, so his family's there. He's got um, drivers and whatever else, and we got driven to the um, the airport. Mm-hmm. But because I'm a foreigner, they assume that there are some foreigners that like to hitchhike or do whatever and get free rides in, and they're trying to prevent that. The police are trying to prevent that by finding anybody who's acting as a taxi yep. outside of the taxi service. Yep. The trouble is, if you actually know the person and they're giving you a lift because they're your friend, yeah. mm-hmm. you can still get pulled over. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so, so I don't know how they deal with that. Yeah, but that's another potential like avenue that this could go down if people using Uber can all of a sudden get fined for not being fully regulated like a taxi. That's then, happened. Then people can get pulled over just driving their mates somewhere mm-hmm. and be accused of driving like a taxi. Mm-hmm. That's, that's actually that's quite fascinating. So. Um, Uber drivers have been pinged. There's, there's been undercover stings where someone mm. has posed as a passenger yep. just to nab the Uber drivers because they are acting outside the law. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But mm. I, I do take that, that's a, that's a really interesting type of example that yeah. you've given there where, you know, if they do, if the government does say, hey, no Uber whatsoever, then well, how do you even prove? Exactly. You know? People uh, could just put their phones away and say, no, it's my mate. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So exactly. hang on. There have been cases where um, people have been pulled over using this Uber app, yeah. using, following the system. Yeah. What are the le- what are the laws that they're breaking here? Because is that they're driving made, an unregulated vehicle? Is that made obvious on the? Well, by Uber? well, I mean, so Uber is still a debate. Actually, this is this still is, in the like only just getting into the courts. It's not yeah. being finalised with any actual yeah, right. yeah, 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 inclusion yeah. yet. You know, the, the simplest example of this is is also like. If someone, if an unregistered electrician came to fix your place up, would you trust this guy? No, you wouldn't. If he burnt your place down, you'd be like, well, why are you using an unregistered guy? Like, mm-hmm. you can't really find him. He could just disappear off the map. Yeah. So it's, yep. that's, that's the problem with outside. The, it's, Uber is essentially the black market. Yeah. For all intents and purposes. <laughs> it's a black market. You Big call. Because hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's acting outside the rules. So therefore, yeah. it's... But people really, really want it. Yeah. <clears throat> Let me remind you that Uber is a $43 billion company. <laughs> yeah. You are not a $1 billion man. <laughs> so does this make them pirates? Yeah. <laughs> That would be cool. They rock up and this is always wearing eye patches. I, I don't know if I'd get into a car with someone driving with an eye patch on. So, and just to clarify again for our listeners, so there's Uber X and Uber Black. Now, Uber Black, I believe, is the fully regulated uh, version. It's a luxury car, but they have to jump through quite a few hoops right. to be an Uber Black. But on the flip side, they are more expensive. So the trip here cost me nine bucks. Yep. Whereas Uber Black, minimum twenty dollars. Right. So it's mm-hmm. already a lot more expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Uber X is all they do is they check the criminal history, the background check, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so um, so that's kind of like the the broad discussion about Uber. I mean, our question was, should Uber be regulated? Mm-hmm. Final thoughts, gents. Uh, I think I think we touched on the point of having it. Maybe, maybe partially, or at least um, having an oversight to say, well, you need to at least have these basic rules in, mm-hmm. um, basic basic safety rules and that sort of thing. And that's mm. that's probably the extent of how much regulation I think it needs at this stage. Yeah. Mm. Um, just just basic things to make sure that Uber's doing the right thing by people. Yeah. And 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 do you think that those basic rules should come from internal or set by someone else? <laughs> um, I, I, think I think both. I think both. 
Yeah, I mean, you need to have that flexibility that the the company itself would, because they they designed this um, algorithm, they designed what the concept is. Um, they know what they're trying to achieve, so that you don't want to take away from that. But at the same time, you need someone external to say, well, even though you think that that's a good idea, it's probably a bad idea to wear an eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I think you need both. Um, but yeah, I I I don't think it needs to be. Um, as regulated as taxis, at least not at this stage. So, mm. yeah. yeah, yeah. My thoughts are the same. I think it's it can. Well, it sort of is already kind of partially getting regulated through the rating system that they've got. Yeah, it's a, it's a self regulation. It's a self regulation yeah. thing at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I guess it's, it's like I said, it's a, it's the things that you can't see. It's the things you can't see, but I think people are generally pretty switched on with that sort of stuff. So, if they are fearful about that. Then don't, don't use it. Yeah. Use the taxis. You've yeah. got the choice. Yeah, it's not right. like it's a system that the only one we've got and we don't have it regulated. Yeah. I mean, that would be ridiculous. So yeah. at the moment, as it is, I think it's fine. If it's unregulated, it doesn't really bother me. No. I'm not really using it much anyway. That's, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly right. If you if, if it's an option, um, but I don't have to use it, then I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. Um, whereas if it was the only choice, then I would probably have bigger problems with yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Um, and maybe that's the way I should be thinking about this is if this was the only option out there, would I really be comfortable with this company setting their own regulation standards? And I don't know that I would be. No, I don't um, But again, whether I, I might not think that the regulation imposed on taxis is that important from my perspective because I don't think I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, beat up a taxi driver and I, I don't particularly feel like they're going to beat me up. So, um, tough yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, I just don't think they can be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think maybe from, if I take a, a, a broader perspective of, um, there are some people that would be doing the wrong thing out there and, um, you know, if, that, if Uber was the only choice, then yeah, maybe I think there should be some stronger regulations imposed on Uber in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I, I mean, at this stage, I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, Scotty? Um, for me, uh, look, I'm, I'm always, uh, I love to say this, I'm on always <laughs> on the fence. I'm always on two sides. I, I see the, the pros of Uber um, and I, of, you know, it's, look, look, the way that I see it is that regulators, is, it's really interesting because obviously I do a lot of work with the government and regulators can sometimes be, or people can think of regulation as almost like a, like an iron fist, you know, of you know, we have to come over the top of you mm. to say, no, mm-hmm. you can't do this, you can't do this. It's like the, the big parent, you know, mm-hmm. that taps you on the back mm-hmm. there, on the knuckles, right? But really, if you think about it, if government didn't exist, it really is a case of between, uh, like I said before, the consumers and the business people, right? We want a service and Uber, Uber drivers want to provide us with a service, yeah. right? And no matter what, if the demand is there, then the demand is always going to be there. And so with regulation, it should be there to try and support that. It shouldn't just be a, oh, well, you know, we, we got to come in and, you know, stop everything, stop this, like, stop that, stop that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's a case of, all right, what exactly do people um, want to do here? Yeah. We want to get from point A to point B. Yeah. yeah. Now, what kind of things don't they think about? Oh, maybe safety. Yeah. You know, maybe that is the part that's important. Maybe it's insurance. That's really important mm. as well. Mm. Um, and that's the part where you sort of pinpoint where is the highest risk element. Mm. And that's where you maybe put a few rules and regulations around. Yeah. So if people are really scared about the drivers being 
criminals, yeah. hypothetically, mm-hmm. right? Right, then let's put some more rules and regulations around that. Mm. Um, and sometimes the, the government does, and regulators have a bigger role to play, which is, um, you know, we all want to be sort of environmentally conscious. And maybe they might say, look, all cars have to maintain this particular standard. Mm. And that's something that you just wouldn't necessarily see. Yeah. Um, especially a private organisation might not want to set something like that. But it, it's, a, it's where, and like, you know... Well, it's a more re- cost to them to actually regulate that too, internally. That's right, that's yeah. right. And so that's the kind of stuff that they may not want to be able to do. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. It's, it's always going to be an interesting balance. And it's always a, a... The balance is of bad stuff happening yeah. versus the benefits of... People, or, or people getting what they what they want, yeah, yeah, what, they, yeah. what they demand. Yep. It's always going to be that balance, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think yep. if they can strike the right balance between that, and so for people to understand that there is that balance, and that it's not just I want to get somewhere and I should be able to do whatever I want. Mm. That, yes, that's a nice idea of the freedom, but at the same time. There are other considerations too. Yeah, like, so it's important thing. What music are you listening to? Because I am not listening to Justin Bieber this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I think the, that's a bit of a wrap yep. for today's session. Um, so thank you guys. And uh, uh, this will go up um, pretty shortly. And uh, we're perhaps also looking at maybe putting together some transcripts or something like that. But as always, let us know what you guys think. Um, if you have any thoughts, please share them with us uh, on our page, on our website, or feel free to get in, in contact with us. Um, uh, all right, guys. Well, we'll, we'll see you guys next week. Well, probably more the next fortnight, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, see ya. See ya. See ya.